apartment friends. It's me, Leslie Mathis, with the Multifamily Streamline Podcast. Perhaps this episode will be surprise and disappoint. But a few months ago, I had a conversation with someone I don't know well, and they stumbled upon this podcast. They shared with me how much they loved it, and I wasn't sure how sincere that really was, but the conversation continued. It was what I needed to hear that week, and my takeaway was a good one. These are things most of us know, but we need confirmation or to hear it from a source that has a different perspective or that is not as close to our situation. See, it enforces what you already know and or feel in your gut. Probably the best compliment I have received came from this same person. They told me they were trying to finagle away for their 17-year-old daughter to listen to the podcast for those reasons just mentioned. As a mom of a teenager, that really pulled at my heartstrings. My goal for this podcast, and honestly, any of my speaking engagements, is to be a resource. I never want to tell you what you are doing wrong. I want you to learn from my journey and hopefully save you a few missteps along the way. I also want to share my perspective from the ownership side to help you hone your skills as an operator. I want you to see the ownership perspective, which will ultimately provide a focus on increasing the value of the asset. No matter the length of the hold, all owners have the same goal, to maximize the value of the asset. Some of us just have longer to do that than others. So for a sneak peek of surprise and delight, so I don't disappoint you during this episode, let's dig in a little bit. No matter the asset class, we all have an opportunity to surprise and delight. Quite frankly, I never called it that until last year a good friend told me one of her favorite things about our Woodfield assets was we always surprise and delight. She's a marketing guru, so of course she naturally comes up with these things, but I never thought about it that way. I spend a lot of my time curating the experience for each asset training the team, all to ensure the prospect has a memorable experience. That is what it sets us apart in the market, every market that we're in. But surprise and delight sounds so much better. The fun fact is this even has a definition. From Tech Target, surprise and delight is a marketing approach that seeks to attract and nurture customers by enhancing interactions with them and offering them unexpected rewards. The approach is designed to promote customer loyalty and engagement and reducing churn, increasing profitability as a result. Listen, we don't do this for fun. We do it to get higher rents, which means the project is worth more money. We all are in this business because we love it, but we want to make money too. If you are not familiar with the word churn, in our world, it is a cancel or notice. But by definition, it's a measurement of the percentage of customers that do not renew their subscription or stop using a product. The most important thing is with the surprise, it needs to be a delight, right? We can't surprise somebody, which leads to being terrified or shocked in a bad way. A writer at Inc.com compared it to a clown popping out of the corner. That's not our goal. It's the little things that just might bring cheer, but most importantly, makes us memorable. It's the detail that gets woven into our story during the tour path. We can never assume it is so obvious that it's not worth mentioning. The surprise is our story and the delight is how we share it along the way. It has to be intentional, nothing haphazard. 
you can search online, but there are tons of examples of companies who have done this well. Recent articles will tie that back to social campaigns. And we need to think of that too. In the same Inc.com article, they shared 10 companies doing this whole surprise and delight thing well. One was Suja Juice that they're, they recently did a It's the Juice campaign. They scoured social media looking for people having a bad day via hashtags and then delivered juice to them. Mercedes-Benz ran a holiday campaign. Same thing. It was a social media secret Santa campaign engaging with current customers and potentially offering them over a thousand branded gifts. But the key was engaging via direct message. TD Bank, again, social media campaign, they engaged with current customers providing gifts that met a need. Plane ticket for a mom to visit a sick child. Single mom with kids unable to take care of a Christmas gift. They sent her to, and her children to Disneyland. The story goes on and on, and there are tons of examples where those came from. But it's just another way that we can also steal shamelessly from other industries. We already do that from each other. It's really time we look outside the box and stop recycling our old tricks and try some new ones. We can't all have our own unique custom coffee because there just aren't enough roasters around. Local artwork and custom murals are becoming a thing that everybody is doing, but that leaves us digging for other ways to find or create this surprise and delight experience that's unique and that not everybody is offering. Most of all, we have to ensure that is cohesive across the project. Don't fall prey of just checking the box. This is more and goes back to the original point. You have to be intentional. If you have a custom mural, know the story behind it and make sure every team member shares it. If all of your competitors are doing a custom mural, maybe you look at doing something different. Again, it has to be intentional and memorable. And myth number two is this can only be used on lease-ups. No way. We can surprise and delight, craft a story, whatever you want to call it, on any asset. P.S. If you could read my notes, I put any in bold in all caps twice because it means so much to me and it's the thing I'm most passionate about. In my class, we learn how to write a playbook, how to craft the story on any asset with any budget. It can be done, I promise. If nothing else, our people can be the biggest surprise and delight, again, on any asset, no matter class, age, circumstance, location, anything. Our people will always be what sets us apart, good or bad. I've said it my whole career and thankfully was taught this early on before I even fell into this business. A very smart entrepreneur and great salesperson taught me. All things equal, people buy from the person they like the most. And all things unequal, they still buy from the person they like the most. This has served me well through the years, and I believe it in my soul because I watch it ring true time and time again in my personal life. I watch my teams be surprised when people come back and pricings went up $200 and the person still leases. Or when the prospect leases, and again, we're the highest price in the market and we're not offering any concessions. Please note, I understand there is a difference in unqualified traffic 
And if their budget is $700 and your leasing, your least expensive unit is $1,500, no matter what you do, you most likely have no shot at closing that gap. If you have a lot of those situations walking through the door, we need to huddle up with our marketing team. That's a separate issue. But a truly qualified prospect, this adage will ring true every time. If people are walking out the door to go look at another option, we need to take a deeper dive and make sure we truly created the experience while they are with us. I get it. Some of our price points, the decision takes longer. But again, I caution you not to fall into the trap of the prospect just started their search or I have a few more places to look. We all offer similar amenities and the indoor garden that sets you apart from the comps is not going to sway that final decision. If you are not focused on our people and the experience they are creating, then it will always come down to price and specials. And that just shouldn't be our MO. Again, you might not agree with me, but I just encourage you to marinate on it. This is fresh for me because I am living it right now. We are working towards a big scary dream, laying the groundwork for what will come down the road, but includes a big ticket item purchase. And it is very personal items, similar to what we do with leasing people their homes. The experience has been lackluster at best. Salespeople not really taking the time to discuss our needs, budget, expectations, nothing, quite frankly. And perhaps my expectations are higher due to what we do for a business. And customer service is just honestly my thing. It's important to me. My mom instilled that in me. She taught me that. So as we work through it and the disappointment mounted, we tried one more option. And that's where I met Darren. He has a mascot, Reggie, a dog he rescued, which definitely was a surprise and delight. But Darren took the time to talk to me and not just shuffle me through the process. He let me explore a little on my own, but quickly joined me and sat down and had a conversation with me. You see, he took the time to get to know me. My dad was with me and my littlest one, and he treated them like they were just as important. Because guess what? They are just as important to me. Then Darren told me a little bit about himself. He was relatable. Guess what? He has three kids in college. He hustles to pay for college so his kids will have less debt when they come out of school. We, he didn't tell me his woes. He was careful with his words and how he shared that. And it was very relevant to the conversation. It was relatable for me. My oldest is in freshman, a freshman in high school and college tuition is on my mind a lot. Trust me. Darren also took the time to share why his product was different in their sales center. He was genuine, but also outgoing. He made the connection to ensure I felt he had my best interest at heart. I was sold. Well, we haven't pulled the trigger yet. I can tell you I will buy from Darren. And I can also tell you all things were not equal. He wasn't the cheapest by any means, and he offered me no special. He created the value and he sold me. The takeaway here is we can do the same thing with any budget on any asset. So what are some ideas we can deploy no matter what? Number one, hire the right people. We talked about that in the last episode. Never settle for just a warm body because you are short-staffed. 
even if it takes longer and you have to fill the void, it will be worth it in the long run. And tap into the team's creativity. We waited to hire the right person for a reason. Now it's time to use their talents. Number two, train your team. Be sure they have a story to share along the tour path. While I call it a script, they have to tell it in their own way so they make the connection with the prospect. Number three, take the time to know what is important to the prospect. Trust me, closets are important, but it's not always about the closet. It's about you and that you will take care of them more than just on move-in day. Creative environment they want to be in. Be sure amenities are clean and well-stocked. Your pool should be clean even in February. If you have a wood-burning fire pit, make sure there is wood there. If your grills get used 100 times a day, make sure they are clean. You get the picture. Number five, make sure your team is dressed appropriately, even if you don't have a career apparel budget. I don't think there's any asset that anybody should be coming to work in leggings or flip-flops. That's my opinion. But make sure they are dressed for your property. Suits don't work everywhere either. Again, you have to be relatable. If you're at the coast and people stroll in in flip-flops and shorts, obviously you can't wear that. But a black suit's probably not going to work either. Find something relatable, but appropriate. Be sure there is a takeaway of some sort. If you are paperless, then be sure you send them the quote right away. Maybe even while they are sitting there in front of you. Send them a picture in their favorite apartment. Get creative. I personally still do a brochure of some sort, but that's my preference. Number seven, use these exact words. What set us apart or what makes us different is. They will remember that. Those words alone will set you apart and plant the seed in their mind. Number eight, follow up. So passionate about follow up, not just an automated email. Text, call, do it quickly and do it often. You are not bothering them, but be intentional when you reach out and don't just check the box. And P.S., your comps aren't following up. So if you do this well with intentionality, I promise you will close more leases. My properties that are doing the best with follow-up are also doing the best with leasing activity. And I don't think it's just a coincidence. Number nine, social. It's free. Use it. But be sure you know how to use it and that you are presenting well and relevant information. Even if you don't have a social marketing budget, you can still have a social campaign. And just a little tip, if you don't have social budget, you can probably find enough money somewhere. It's super affordable, especially when it's compared to SEO and SEM. Number 10, use your great reviews to your advantage. You worked hard. You earned them. Now share them with others. People are reading them. They're looking for it. So you might as well be the one promoting that message. If you have a budget or a more robust spend, the sky could be the limit. None of these are in order or any special order, but just thoughts or things that I do. The budget could vary for sure. One, local refreshments are always a great touch. People love local. It's relatable. You get to craft a story around it. We all love supporting the small business or the local guy. This could be labeled beer, wine from a local winery, candles from the local shop, a custom scent, and your air machine. Maybe they even get some type of swag as they leave. Maybe that's even local. Two, career apparel that ties to your brand. You all don't have to be matchy-match, but you can all coordinate a look that makes, a, makes sense for the project. 
Three, music that ties to the brand. It's important to hit on all five senses, no matter the budget. Four, an Instagrammable moment at the property. This can be done without a budget, but you can do it with a large budget too. Engagement is key. Make them feel like they want to be part of it. Number five, a bar cart or refreshment cart. Six, custom takeaway. Remember, I still like brochures, but no writing on them. Seven, a wow fridge with rememberable items. No Coke or Hershey bars in mine. But again, that's my preference. I love local and I love tying it back to our branding. In some of my fridges, that might mean all pink or um, all green items. But you get the picture and you can come up with a way to set yourselves apart. Eight, custom artwork woven into the project and along the tour path. But you have to tell the story. It can't just be pretty or you wasted your time and money. Nine, supplies provided for the amenity space. Water in the gym, office supplies in the business center, craft supplies if you have a craft room. 10, pop-up events promoted on social, such as a happy hour. 11, invite your prospects to events so they can see what's, what you're all about and what makes you different. They see it firsthand, they can hear it from other people. It makes a difference. 12, custom video and photo shoot for social collateral and website. Be intentional. And number 13, events. Lots and lots of local events. As you can see, budget and asset type is not an excuse to not surprise and delight. We can all do it. And there is a real need out there for us to put a little extra focus on this. The volume of renters by choice today is astounding. And while they expect these things, everyone deserves this custom experience. I tour a lot of comps in a lot of different markets and rarely am I impressed, which hurts my heart. Half the time, there is not even appropriate signage to get you through the property or leasing office. Think of that. How many people just give up and they never walk through your door? Or they're frustrated from the moment they walk in. That's not how we want to start the experience. Or what about when they call and have to push 43 different buttons just to get the leasing office? Or no one answers the phone. Or they get the call center who knows nothing about the products except what's on the spreadsheet. That's a fail out of the gate, leaving us with the opportunity to have a, have to work even harder to build that rapport. We have to calm them down before we can even share the story that was crafted for them. Surprise and delight from first contact has to become a focus if we don't want rate and concessions to always be the driving force. I hope you see a little value in this and will at least ponder the thought process before you write it off altogether. I promise anyone can do it and everyone should. On the next episode, we'll talk a little bit about surprise and delight for the resident and how that creates a stickier demographic. As always, thank you for joining me and I will see you back here soon.